From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. So I've got a serious question tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. It's a serious question, but I think it's a very fair question. And and the question is, has Alberta Health and our provincial government misclassified sport, recreation, and fitness? Uh, the reopening plan doesn't include sport, recreation, and fitness until Phase 3. When is Phase 3? We, we really don't know. So So the bottom line is, I can go shopping at Winners today... But our healthy kids can't go to their gymnastics club until phase three of the opening here in uh, in Alberta. Now, I can go eat fast food, I can have a coffee, but our kids can't return to their swimming and diving activities even though chlorine kills the virus. And, and by the way, most gymnastics clubs are set up in buildings between 2,500 and 5,500 square feet. These clubs have multi-sets of equipment. Gymnastics Canada, like so many other sport organizations, do have a safe return-to-play policy in place. And adding to the confusion tonight on Sports Talk with Jock, you got gymnastics clubs opening in Ontario and B.C. next week. PEI will open their gymnastics clubs on June the 12th, but we're lumping gymnastics and recreation in with nightclubs and sporting events. It, it makes no sense at all to me. So I, I did want to get to the bottom of this tonight on Sports Talk with Jock, and it's a real pleasure to be joined by Kyle Schufelt. Kyle Schufelt really needs no introduction at all. He is an Olympic gold medalist in gymnastics back in 2004. He is the owner of Kyle Schufelt Gymnastics uh, here in Calgary. It's a recreational club. Uh, Kyle, w- welcome to the show. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Jock, for having me. Yeah, well, I guess first of all is how are you doing? Because you're one of the many gymnastics clubs in this province, all currently closed, and, and I believe there's like 44,000 members in this province, 3,000 competitive kids. It's tough because uh, you, you're not really making a dime right now, are you? No, we have lost uh, all sorts of revenue, as has every gymnastics club in in the city and across the province and basically across the country. So we have a lot of closed gyms right now. And I'm not just speaking from the gymnastics perspective, I'm speaking from the sport perspective. We Mm -hmm. have karate clubs that are closed, swimming clubs that are closed, diving clubs that are closed, baseball fields, um, soccer, any any extracurricular sporting activity, health, fitness, recreation is closed. So we are all experiencing the same things. And I will tell you the experience is like a roller coaster. Some days you have hope and you believe that you'll be able to return to business and you'll be able to do it soon and be able to do it well. And then other days you question if your members are going to come back, if your staff is going to come back, and if you ever will be able to reopen your doors, if your bank account might just drain to the point of no return. Mm. So what are you hearing from from parents and kids? Are, are, are they are they ready to return? Do they feel it's safe to return? I don't think anybody's ready to return to sport right now. I think it's still too early based on the the, uh, measures that were taken over the past two months. We do have to have a structured approach back in. We need to have a really strategic plan, really phase back in approach. But I think in the next couple weeks, over the course of the next month, certainly during the summer and by September, there's a lot of facilities that are raring to go. Our facility is clean. We are ready to have students in here when it is safe to do so. Um, I don't know what that timeline looks like. Mm-hmm. And all I can do is, at this point, have this conversation with you and advocate for sport being reconsidered to be classified in something other than the final phase, phase three. I think fitness and recreation is critical. It's vital to healthy and active lifestyles. It 
it helps with mental wellness. It helps with so many things. And we're seeing these kids who have been pulled from school, have been pulled from all of their activities, and they're at home right now. And I've talked to a lot of parents whose children are not doing well. They're not sleeping well at night. They're not active. And they're starting to turn a corner. And it. what I'm advocating for here today, Jock, is I believe sport needs to be reconsidered. I believe fitness and recreation needs to be considered. And as a collective group, we need to make our voices heard so we can be in phase two or phase 2.5. <laughs> well, you're bang on because, you know, to, to lump in, you know, sport, recreation and fitness with, with nightclubs and sporting events, I, I don't see the connection personally. It, 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 there really is no connection. I think that the, there was a lot of decisions to be made while making these plans, and everyone was flying by the seat of their pants trying to figure out. I think that Alberta grouped it in because they thought a lot of people getting together. But what I think needs to be um, meta-viewed here, we need to take a, a look at it from a high level and say, okay, nightclubs equal late-night alcohol, um, dancing really close, Festivals, a bunch of random people showing up that you can't contact trace. Concerts, you have thousands of people together, same with sporting events, and unrestricted travel. That's where we're grouped in. But I think that sport and recreation facilities can mitigate the risks a lot better than that. We can create that spacing. We can create layered timing so that we don't have too many people in our facilities. We have sanitation procedures that we can follow to keep our facilities nice and clean. Believe me, I don't want to open my facility tomorrow because I don't think I can upkeep with the the standard. But in a month's time, once we have phase one reopen and we can look at our numbers and see where we're at, you know, we've got a plan in place. And I think that we can do a really good job of mitigating the risk to the best that we can. We can't be perfect. Nobody can be perfect. But we can mitigate that risk and create the distancing and create sanitation so that we can get kids active and moving again. Well, and, and, you know, and I know the sport organizations, you know, have, have been have tried to be vocal and, and, and they're trying to get the message out to Alberta Health and they're trying to get their message in, in front of the Minister uh, you know, of Sport here in, in Alberta and, and hopefully this will work and having you on the air tonight I think will certainly help as well because we want to get that, uh, that message out because, you know, again, doing it safe I think we all want that to happen, doing it properly, doing it healthy, and, and, and hey, it's, it's going to be a club's decision. And, and, and if, if you can't open tomorrow but somebody else can, well, I, I hope that can happen. Well, I've heard stories, Jock, from from families of athletes who are more high performance. My facility is fully so focused on the recreational side of the sport, but I've heard of athletes who are planning to go to BC to to yeah. stay with somebody, and so they can they can start to train. Um, and I just think that Alberta needs to reconsider where they have positioned the priority of sport and recreation, health and wellness. Jason Kenney said yesterday that the the per rate capita of hospitalizations, ICU admissions, and deaths amongst Canadian provinces is the lowest in Alberta. And that's something to be really proud of. And we've all worked really hard for the past two months to get there. Now I think it's time to take that, celebrate it, and be one of those leading provinces that places a value on health, fitness, recreation, knowing that it can reduce the pressure on healthcare systems. Mental health is so important. Physical health is so important. And I think that health and wellness activities need to be put on a higher priority level. 
Well, you know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, there is recreational sport like your club is, that there's high performance, the competitive angle of it, and there's professional sport. And I certainly don't want to see preference made one for the other, but it is confusing for the athletes out there. And you can talk from the competitive aspect, Kyle, because you are an Olympic gold medalist. And I do fear, you know, when sport comes back in this country, that our athletes are going to be at such a disadvantage. Like, even in gymnastics, USA, their athletes are competing. Sweden, they're at least they're training. Sweden, they've never shut down. Great Britain, they're going. Netherlands, they're going. China, they're going. Uh, our athletes are going to be so far behind. And, and, and I know safety is still the number one issue, so I, I, don't, I don't want to say, hey, unfair for us. But, boy, you have to look at the big picture sometimes. Yeah, I know that um, the Belgian gymnastics team, for an example, they actually took their high-performance team. Anyone that was in that uh, sort of national team training for Tokyo, they, um, they're all living together and training together right now and they never stop training and I think that's something that maybe needs to be considered across the nation is having those high performance athletes who are reaching for high high performance levels training and competing um, getting ready for the Olympic Games I, I have no problem putting them on a different tier like they need to get into the gyms I remember being an athlete and not swinging on swinging on the high bar for one week and my hands would be so soft that I would rip for the next two months and that's just an example. You're, you need to do your sport. It's the repetition that gets you to that place of high performance. So there's a value there. But more than that, Jock, I think this is about this is about Albertans. This is about healthy Albertans, and this is about healthy kids, and this is about people being active again. And also, I think you had mentioned before that there's a lot of sport organizations that are advocating. But what's happening, Jock, is everybody's doing it in their own silos. Gymnastics is trying to get gymnastics put in. You know, baseball is trying to get baseball put in. Soccer is trying to get soccer put in. We all need to group together and have a collective effort. This is about fitness and this is about recreation. All those small boutique fitness studios out there, the F45s, the Orange Theories, the barbells, they are also important to this conversation mm-hmm. because they are helping relieve uh, pressure on the healthcare system by giving people an active place to be. And all of these facilities, many of them are privately owned. I'm, I am not going to allow my customers to come into my doors unless I know that I've got a plan in place to mitigate the risk as much as I possibly can. Is it going to be 100%? No. But we also don't live in a bubble. We can't be 100%. People still need to go to grocery stores, etc. We haven't closed those entirely. But I, I can say that my team, we are going to put a plan in place so that we can ensure the safety of our members. And we're going to look at what's happening across the world and the guidelines that are given out from various jurisdictions. And we're going to implement the strongest plan we can possibly have. And we are going to have to have the trust of the parents and of the families. I've got a daughter myself. She's the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. And I've got parents. My father-in-law had a heart attack in February. He's a vulnerable person. I don't want to expose him, but I also know that there are ways to create and to mitigate that risk as much as possible. And if I can find that nice line, I would hope that the government can give us the opportunity to get back to our businesses and get back to sport. So in closing, Kyle, if if Jason Kenney is listening to this program tonight, if uh, maybe uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw is listening to this program, uh, uh, the minister, you know, is listening to this program, uh, what what message would you like to leave them with? I would like to first say thank you 
you for everything that you've done to protect Albertans. I, I've, I've felt very proud throughout this process to know that I'm a born and raised Calgarian and an Albertan and that we have done such a good job. Our numbers are low. We have really done a wonderful job. Now, as we look forward, it is time to put the health and wellness and activity of, of Albertans in the forefront of the conversation. We need to reconsider sport, fitness, and recreation Move it from phase three and move it into an earlier time phase. Let's follow the lead of British Columbia and Ontario. Let's ask their leaders how they came up with these plans. And let's do this together. I want to be a part of the conversation. I'm not here to complain about this. I am here to be a part of the solution. I know this is critical. This is important. This is for the future of our province and for the wellness of all Albertans. So let's do this. Let's come up with a plan and let's do it together. Uh, you know what? I, I love your, your together message because I, I did talk to Katrina LeMay-Doan, you know, with Sport Calgary a couple of weeks ago. And, and, you know, I know she's doing her best, but we do have to get the sport organizations together and we do have to get them on the same page because I think one voice is a stronger voice. Absolutely, Doc. Yeah. And may I just say as well, one last thing that I really would like to, to reiterate is that a lot of facilities right now are on life support. Yeah. And we're getting wage subsidy from the federal government. You know, there's the, the landlord relief. If the landlords are taking it, many are not because it's really not in their favor to be losing money. If we are to be classified in phase three, and this is something the Alberta government is adamant about, we need support. We need support and we need to know if I can't open my facility till September, I need to know that the Alberta government is going to be there because of this decision that they've made, that they're going to provide some some support in terms of wages and in terms of payroll because those are my two biggest expenses. And right now I'm looking and there is a point when I'm not going to be able to reopen my doors. And that's not just me. That is every single sport, recreation, and fitness facility across this great province. And that's a, that's a scary thought. And, and obviously, you know, I, I didn't even ask you about summer camps. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you, you do host summer camps, but right now you can't because it's, it's not in the protocol, right? Yeah, we um, currently, summer camps are allowed in some jurisdictions, some areas, some sectors, but not in the recreation sport facilities. So we are planning for summer camps because we don't know. Things are rapidly changing. We are taking registrations. However, we are going to provide full refunds to anyone if we cannot run the camps. And we just, we're trying to go day by day. (laughs) At this point, we really can't plan because we don't know what to plan for. Kyle, um, thanks so much for your time, and, and, and I, I'm glad you uh, shared your voice tonight to, to this, because I, I think it's an important topic, so uh, thank you so much. Well, thanks for bringing attention to it, Jock. I really appreciate it. He is Olympic gold medalist Kyle Schufeld here on Sports Talk with Jock, and, and it is an important message, and, and I do hope the province is listening. I do hope Jason Kenney is listening. I do hope Dr. Dina Hinshaw is listening. And, you know, she, she did mention in that uh, uh, Facebook Live last night that they did that, you know, she has been hearing a lot from gym owners and, and she mentioned Zumba classes, you know, and it's not just the gym classes, you know, the, the gym the gym owners. It's everybody. It's sport that I'm talking about here because, again, I, I just shake my head when I heard our mayor today say, yay, we can now share a scooter that's not going to be sanitized, but you still can't share a tennis ball, you can't share a basketball, you can't share a soccer ball in the city. Tell me that makes sense because it makes no sense at all. And, and it's one thing to open a golf course, and, and, hey, it's even great that they're opening soccer fields now, you know, but you, you can't play games. You can just do practice drills with your own ball. It, it, it's great. But we do have to talk about the bigger picture, and, and we do need the one voice. And the sport organizations do have to get together. And, and I think, as, as Kyle was saying, you know, you, you look at a gymnastics club. To take, it, take it for example. You know, there are 79 gymnastics clubs in this province. 
you know, 44,000 members. They're all closed. Uh, most of them are facing very, very high overhead. Like 75% of these clubs have the high overhead because, you know, their, their landlords are not taking advantage of the rent subsidy program. You know, 68% of these clubs have no revenue coming in. And, and so yet, you know, our province wants to keep these clubs in the dark, even though, you know, they have a safe return to play guideline that has been developed by Gymnastics Canada. You know, hey, if, if you can do it safe, you can do it healthy, then we should be, uh, you know, not lumping sport, recreation, and fitness in with nightclubs, festivals, concerts, and sporting events. I, I can't stress that enough. Anyway, I got that off my chest. Uh, when we come back on Sports Talk with Jock, how about some changes in the NFL? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Before we take a break, though, I want to tell you about community champions. Tell you what, Kyle Schufeld, he's a community champion. And, and our community champions program is brought to you by Calgary Co-op. Every community has a champion that has been making things better. Share the story of someone that has gone over and above, above and beyond during this pandemic by submitting your nomination to our website, 770chqr.ca. Starting on Monday morning, for the following four weeks, we're going to be featuring a community champion on the morning news with Sue and Andrew. One lucky champion at the end of it is going to receive a $350 gift card to Calgary Co-op delivered directly to their door by the 770 CHQR Community Cruiser powered by Bow West Appliance. It's the Community Champions brought to you by Calgary Co-op. This is Sports Talk with Jock.